we're coming from Yotrat, from Bossi Lagani season. And like I said to the other day, every year when it comes Yotrat, you put yourself into it again. You know, I guess it's the first time you're learning it. And then you disengage and you move on. And then the next year, the Snachem of understand. Bismashir Kuman and the Nachem Hashem. So, we spent a lot of time on Bossi Lagani. I think I gave you six classes all told on Bossi Lagani. We learned Lamed Dalid, we had also Shir on the Pedic, Dalid, on the Fidic Rebbe's Maimon, and so on. But we also have our regular Friday classes. And according to our regular Friday classes, we are two Maimodim in debt. In other words, we haven't yet learned Bishalach, and we're now holding by Mishpatim already, and today's Sunday Mishpatim. So I have Chayvis, I have bills to pay. I owe you Bishalach, I owe you Yisrei, and Hashem will help. This Friday, I'm not sure my schedule yet, but I should be here. We have to learn Mishpatim. So, I'm, in, I'm indebted. I don't like to owe people debts. It's one of the Priyas Bachayv Mitzvah. Paying debts is a mitzvah on the one hand. And Eved Leivel Ish Malva. You owe somebody your debt, your, the din is. Eved Leivel Ish Malva. Until you pay your debt, you're like a servant. To your lender. So one reason to pay a debt is he shouldn't be indebted to plenty of employees. If you don't like the guy, it's not good. Chayvus, uh, not a good idea. You have to know. You have to know them some tish. So I am about chayv. I'm in debt, and the maimed of bishalach is basilagani, which means to say it's not stamas. A maimed, it's a maimed. Now I only gave you half. I didn't give you the second half. Why? Because why should I confuse you with a piece of paper that I'm not even going to read? So I prepared the whole Maimon, more or less. I, mean, I, I have till Thursday to relearn the second half of the Maimon, and I could use the time. But we're going to be learning the first half of the Maimon, Bossi Lagani, Tashendalad Mem. This is not in the Seder of Bossi Lagani uh, based on the years. This is Poshet in the Seder of Bossi Lagani based on where we're holding in the cycle of my mother from the Reb. As I explained to you, about four years ago, we started learning. My mother from the Rebbe, Allah Seder, backwards. We learned all my mother of Memches, all my mother of Memzayin, all my mother of Memvov, all my mother of Memhei. And with Hashem's help, we're now learning the my mother of Mem Dalet. That's what we're doing. So in this Seder, we're holding Basi Lagan. So this is a Mayim of Tafshin Dalet Mem, which means it corresponds to Pedic Yud Dalet, chapter 14 of Basi Lagan. In other words, in Tavshin Ayin Dalet, this year we're learning Pei Dalet, chapter 4. But in the regular Seder of our Lima, the Basi Lagani uh, of Mem Dalet, this is Pei Yud Dalet. So this requires some introduction. The, the Maimed that the Rebbe said that year is seven pages. But the first three pages of it is all introduction. It's a summary. It's getting you to Pei Yud Dalet. So what we're going to do now is we're going to start from the Maimed inside. And I'll put it to you blunt. We're going to learn today the easy part. The, 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 the struggle, the hard part of the Maimed, the 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 and the Limur, the Diok that the Rebbe analyzes, the Maimed for Rebbe, but will do what Hashem's help on Thursday, because I don't want to interrupt the Sikhs. The Sikhs are important. We're learning Sikhs, Tashin Yud Dalet from 60 years ago. Alf Yud Shvat and Yonim. If you're here last week, you see it's very, very Yishmaki and Yonim. So I, I want to savor that. I want to give that its full attention. I want to finish as much of it as we could possibly finish. So we'll do the Maimonim on Sundays and Thursdays and Fridays. Don't worry. Glean at I'll pay my debts with Abish's help. So let's begin to read. 
God Almighty says, I came back. The key idea in Vasi Lagani is I came a second time. That's the word. And the whole Vasi Lagani is about the fact that it's a second time. Right? And what does a second time mean? A second time means tshuva. And that's the whole chan. Bossi Lagani is saying, in a tzaddik universe, I already existed. But in a tzaddik universe, I barely need you. It's a tzaddik's universe. Maybe she's not. Bossi Lagani means, I left and I came back. You fly into Shia. Maila Satchuva, and I need Baile Chuva. You're the Baile Chuva. That's Bossi Lagani. That's really what Bossi Lagani is. Brings in his Three lines into the Maimed, the east of Medishrab, the Medish of Lagani, Lignuni, which means Lamakam, Choy Ikri, Betchila. I was here originally. The Ikish Hine Betachtainim Hoysa, the Ikish Hine was in Tachtainim. And again, the language would be in the Tzadik world, the Abishta was here in the Gili of Tzadik. By your days, I and Honyon Mabilti did so him then undesirable things occur, which caused Nistalka Shina Mamata Lamal, the Shina should go away. Ad Lediki Ashri till the seventh heaven. The Hakah, Hom the Shiva Tadikim, then there were seven Tadikim. Maschami Avraham, Avinu, beginning with Avraham Avinu. Echotai Avraham, Avraham was one and only. Behidi, there was a Shina Mamaila Lamata, and they proceeded to reverse that process and bring the Shina back down from heaven to earth. Into this world. There's no world lower than this one. And of course, the Rebbe goes on to say that this was brought the Shechina down. Was in building the Beis Hamikdash, right? That's Meish Rabbeinu's contribution. What happens after the Beis Hamikdash is built? You bring Korbanes in this Beis Hamikdash. And this is our contribution, right? And then it says in the last line, that not only should Hashem live in this particular house, but say, our bodies and our clothing and our homes and our should become a Beis That's Basilagani, but this is standard stuff. So the Rebbe says in the next paragraph, and this is an idea the Rebbe said often in Basilagani, but he says it here as well. Everybody knows the Chazal on the Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Tilim Neira Alila Bnei Adam. Neira Alila Bnei Adam means that the Abish to use schemes, tricks, to put libel on humanity, to make people do Avedas in a way that they have no free will. That the second, the seven Avedas. Beginning and most significantly, the first sin, the sin of the eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the departure of godliness which this affected. They were part of the Abishta's design. The Abishta created a world, created a tzaddik, and made him be a Alaveda so he should become a Balchuga. Which in plain English, all the Medishan didn't have free will. Now this is very controversial. The Rebbe has other Maimorim. We discusses it. Bugidika Maimorim. We learned it in the recent years. Chveis Lamed Lamed Aleph. But this is the Pasha Tepshat. Hashem made Avraham become a sinner. I'm sorry. Other Mishim become a sinner so that humanity could bring create a world of Tshuva Nitav Tzadik. 
Because this is Yerida Tzairach Aliyah. This is a descent for a subsequent ascent. Touch the Rebbe, Bechtei Shan Shachas. Ike Shechina Betachtayna. Because the Ebishter wants that Ike Shechina should be in this world. But that this idea that the Ike Shechina should be in this world, Tia Yedei Aveda De Yisrael. Should not be something that the Ebishter does, but something that we do for him. And who are we? We are Achaisi, we're the Ebishter's sister, Kayacho. And Kala were the Abish's bride for you. That the fact that bringing the Abish into this world, parenthesis, our work, the Nihilus said is a much higher concept of the Abish to being in this world, Meham Shacha Kamashahi, from the idea that Ikeshina was already Bitahtainim, Mitzad Atma by itself, Kamashahisa Bathila Sabriya in the beginning creation. When you read the Medrash Bapashtas, what's the impression? Hashem came into this world with other Marishan. Other Marishan had a fight with the Abishtir and kicked him out. Not my name. Hashem was with the other Marishan. Hashem forced other Marishan to kick him out so that other Marishan should bring him back. Because when other Marishan brings him back, it's God and under Abishtir, so to speak. He, okay, first days. Vizah, when he brings the apostle, Tadikim Yeshu Oretz, Vishkinul Adaleh. Tzadikim are the ones who bring the Eibishter back down into this world. And of course, the Rebbe says often, Tzadikim means va'amech kulan Tzadikim. This means every single one of us. But he has a very interesting deal. Right? This pasuk, Tzadikim Yishu Aris, Mishkin Adaleh, is brought in every manner of I don't think the Rebbe ever skips quoting it. Amitaychis. Tzadikim goes on every single year. Yeshu Aretz means they inherit Elam Haba. How? The Yishkinul Adalah Ayadei Shemashkinim Haynu Shemam Shichim As Bechinas Sheikh and Ad Morim Akadish Meiba Aleho Laad is used to mean the Eibishter. Tzadikim get Ganeidin because the Yishkinul Adalah they bring Laad. Laad means the Eibishter down. That's what they teach you. So La'ad is from the post of Sheikh Anad. You know Sheikh Anad? You say Shabbos, Sheikh Anad, Morim HaKadosh. Hashem is called Sheikh Anad. So La'ad is a remez to this Sheikh Anad, Morim HaKadosh. The Yishkun, they bring down, Mashkinim, Hainim HaMshichim, Bechina Sheikh Anad, Morim HaKadosh, it should be on this earth. That's how it's normally touched. But here the Rebbe gives a different type. The Avedas HaTzadik, what Tzadikim do, on five lines from the end of the second paragraph of the Maimit, it's lahashkin ulahamshich to affect a shechina and a hamshach of as hashechina the shechina and the Rebbe says in parentheses bechines sheikh and admon of a kodesh lamata ba'aretz ba'allah into this world but he teaches laad different laad doesn't go on the evishter but laad goes on forever the evan shalaad says the Rebbe the evan nitzchi for an eternity the evishter was here but his presence here was not laad. When Yidin bring him back, then it's La'ad. And La'ad means forever. Since Yidin are the ones bringing the Abish to town, and they're bringing him down to the Aveda, Tehru Mitzvah, and that Tehru Mitzvah, Tehru is eternal. As a result, the idea that the Abish is a Melech over the world, Vod becomes eternal. So the, the signal is that Hashem was here. And he left and came back. But he left because of Avedis. But the Avedis, the Abishter, made to happen. 
Because the Abishter wanted that we should bring him here as opposed to him being here naturally. What's the difference? If the Abishter is here by himself, or the Abishter is here because we bring him, the difference is La'ad. When the Abish is here by himself, it's not forever. When the Abish is here because of Tayyid and Mitzvah, it's forever. Now, what's the Pshat and the Ruf? What's Mintos? When the Abish is here originally, it's not forever. And because of Tayyid, it becomes forever. I don't understand what this means. I could say Svaris, but Svaris are not a good idea. But what says clearly in this Maimed, Hashem created the world, did what already was. When Hashem created the world, Hashem lived in this world. But it was a tzaddik world, and it was a tzaddik presence of the Eibishter. Says the Rebbe, you should know that would not last forever; it would change. And I think what would change is that the world would change. And if the world would change, his presence in the world wouldn't be the same because it's not in the same world. And Hashem leaves, and He now gives us a mandate to bring Him back. And when we bring him back, we affect that now that he returns here, his return is La'ad. He's in this world forever. And again, my interpretation is because the world will never change. The physical world as we know it will always be the Tacht that it is. And the Ebishter will always be here because it's accomplished through Teira. And the Rebbe says, Teira Tadavinitzchi. And therefore, Hashem Yimlach Li'elam. And there that Hashem finds himself in this, the lowest world, this void means forever. Maschil beginning Memshachas Hashchina. It begins with the Shechina. To the Mishka made a Mesha Rabbeinu. And again, the Rebbe points out, she called Maisi de Mesha Nitzchim. Everything that Mesha Rabbeinu does is eternal. So there's the eternity in Tayyid and Mitzvahs, which guarantees that the Dida Betachtainim is eternal. And there's the eternity in Mesha Rabbeinu. And the eternity in Mesha Rabbeinu also guarantees that it should be a Dover Nitzchim. So there's two things, two reasons why Hashem causes Adam Marish to do an Aveda to a fact that we should bring him back and the, the difference is if Hashem is here on his own in other words in a creation in a world of tzaddik it's not la'ad it's not eternal by going away and making us bringing him back it becomes la'ad how do we have the power of la'ad there's two answers there's la'ad in Tehidin Mitzvah and there's la'ad in Meishar Rabbeinu in Rabban Shal Yisrael, you understand? There's the eternity in Yiddishkeit, and there's the eternity. So the La'ad has two aspects. What makes what we do now eternal? Because we're using Tayyid Mitzvahs, which are eternal, and the Kayach of Meshach Rabbeinu, that's eternal. And that's the difference. So Bossi means I came back through man's efforts, and I set it up that man should have the effort to bring me back. And the Tayelas, the Schad, is that it's eternal. Eternal because it's brought back through Yiddishkeit, and it's eternal because it's brought back through Meshach Rabban Shalom Yisrael. Says the Rebbe Vatam, and why is this talking? That when a Yid brings the Ebishta back, it's Nailas Yesemik Meshachoyse Batilas Abriya. Hashem is here by himself, not good enough. He has himself thrown out. He plays a whole spiel. He gets himself kicked out and we're bringing him back. Yeah. How come we're bringing him back? It's better when he's here by himself. Make my choice of a sabriya like I was in the beginning of the creation. If the teretz, the notion of bringing him back after the departure, says the Rebbe, is it's through the effort of transforming darkness into light. 
when the Abishta created the world, there was darkness and light. And in this world, there was darkness and light. The was here. But you see, when the Abishta was here originally, in the Tzaddik model, Hashem is here in this world. is from heaven. The moved into this earth at his door. So if Hashem is here, it's a lichtike welt. It's a beautiful world. It's an illuminated world. But the presence of Hashem as He was here, as a tzaddik, so to speak, by His own efforts, did not touch darkness. It shone light. But darkness remained dark. And because darkness remained dark, soft goes soft, the darkness which is not being affected by the fact that Hashem is here in the Madrig of Ikesh Kinim Tartain and Haisaf Tzadik will make it not la'ad, it can't last forever. When he goes away and we bring him back to our Avaidas, by the Tshuva, we're not just bringing him back the way he was before, we're bringing him back by taking the darkness and changing it into light. It's Havach HaSheikh HaManahir. So the darkness existed then also. But the darkness was across the street. Hashem was in this world. It didn't touch the darkness. So Hashem plays a whole game. So to speak, manipulated into doing an Aveda. The consequence of the Aveda of Mesha, all the Medishans, Abishta leaves. And then you have the Mesha Rabbeinu who brings him back. But the bringing him back as they is transforming darkness and when you transform darkness it's a much deeper bossy a much deeper return and the depth shows itself in the la'ad now it's forever because when you transform the darkness into light that world where its darkness has been transformed into light as opposed to being left alone is la'ad is eternal when it is us who are making this home for the Yevishter and we do it by transforming darkness into light. You have the advantage of a much higher light. And the Rebbe says, If you think I make it up, this is Lashon Araf. You understand? Like the advantage of a Balchuva over a Tzadik. So Hashem was here in a Tzadik universe. And he got himself kicked out because he wants a Balchuva universe. What's the difference? In the Tzadik universe, you leave the darkness alone. You know, it's like you have sediments, yeah? You know, there's a big problem with pollution. People have been polluting the oceans for a very, very long time. What happens to the pollution? It ends up in fish. Happens to the fish, it ends up in people. Happens to people, it ends up in, uh, yeah, politics. Allah from them, yeah? But there's another reality. The other reality is that all these pollutants, soft, cold, soft, sink to the bottom of the ocean. And they lay in the sediment. And then you come along with a trawler. You know what a trawler is? A trawler is a fancy way of catching fish. That it runs along the bottom of the ocean and it creates a big net and it catches everything in its path. And sometimes they stir up the sediment and you can have old pollutants that are sitting there for a very long time that come up. So one of the things, let the pollutants set up to the bottom and just leave them there. Don't bother them, leave them alone. In the first model of creation, there was chayshech, the bottom. Leave it alone, Chepanish. As long as you don't bother the Chayshech, the Chayshech doesn't bother you. But there's no La'ad. When a person was And the result of this Aveda was Abishta left. And we're bringing him back. We have no choice. 
because the sediments were brought up from the bottom, you understand? They're no longer laying as they still hate. Leave it alone. The sediments have made the waters murky and dirty and polluted. So you have no choice but to clean it. And when you clean it, they're gone. And when it's gone, it's forever. When you engage and struggle with Klip, as opposed to leaving it alone. So the glory of HaKadosh Baruch which manifests, is B'Kulu Alman is in all of the worlds. In other words, You don't just shine light and eat fruit and ganadin, which is the equivalent of mitzvahs. But you struggle with the darkness and soft, soft transform the darkness. You reveal a much higher light. That the kind of revelation which is affected is called the Reimamus, which is what the word Distalic connotes. And that kind of presence of the Eibishter makes the Dirabetachtenim Nitri eternal. And then the Rebbe goes on to discuss the Maimore, the Hemshech. Now remember what's going on here. We're learning a Maimore which is representing chapter 14. Chapter 14 is closer to the end than to the beginning, which means that the Rebbe has to summarize all those prakim till 14. But we just summarized that if is only paid the Kalif. So the Rebbe says in the next six lines, Sheker and Keresh and Shtus and Shtus. In the next six lines, the Rebbe summarizes the Pedic Gimel, Dalad, Hey, Vov, Zayn, Chasentes. He skips Pedic Bays about Kabonos, the Rebbe skips. He talks about transforming the lie into the boards of the Beis Hamikdash. And the Shtuz the Liyumaz and the Shtuz the Kedush. Okay? And we read the next paragraph, please. Then you get to chapter 10. Now chapter 10 is still not our chapter, yeah? But it's a little closer than chapter 1. Yidn are called the army of Hashem. Why are we called the army of Hashem? Yidna called Tzivas Hashem because they are the ones who affect the Basi Lagani. Correct? The idea that the Abishta was here and that the Abishta left and the Abishta came back is affected by, is accomplished by the Tzivas Hashem. So the Rebbe starts talking about Tzivas Hashem. The Rebbe says, I want to tell you like this. Bechlau, you learn in Hasidus. This is a mime from the Rebbe and Pashas Boya, I think we learned it. And it's not a maimah, it's a maimah which exists from way back. When you learn in Hasidus, you learn different kinds of relationships. You can have a Rav and a Talmud, you can have a Melech and a Sar, a Odin and a Eved, and you can have an Av and a Ben. Different kinds of relationships. When you talk about different kinds of relationships, the ideal relationships, the two that compete for top spot, are a son and a father and a slave and a master. In the son and a father, the relationship is based on the fact that you couldn't be closer. And in a slave and a master, the relationship is unique is in the fact that it couldn't be more distant. Correct? A son and a father is where the son is a piece of his father. And he does what his father wants, almost like he wants it because they want one and the same. All the milos of Giluyim. But there's no bitl. Like that, I'm not doing what my father wants because I'm subservient to my father. I'm doing what my father wants because I am my father. Ever than Ben is ever than Avin is put forget. The slave is after Bethkeda Nichale. The slave wants to be free. He doesn't want to do what his master wants. Not of a den. He's makabalim He puts in between his teeth a, a, 
a, a nail, he bites down on it, and he does what his master says. Fantic. He has no choice. He's an evet. An evet. And of course, when you learn in Chasidis, there's a famous hemshech of Mikhn and Av and Samachbav, which the Rebbe talked about so much, where the Rebbe Rashab struggles with this question. He goes through a bunch of relationships, he cancels them all out, yeah, and he leaves you with the best two. Ever than Benaz is now so pick which is better, ever than Ben. And you know what his conclusion is? Ever is better than Ben. A slave is better than a son. If the master and the father is God. <laughs> if the master and the father is a beaver, as God and Nandegishaftu. Should be the Mabishnaknech. But if the Abishtid is the master and the Abishtid is the father, what a servant gives his master is more than a son gives his father. Because of the quality of Bittle. In other words, in short, when you learn in Chesidus about different kinds of relationship, the ultimate relationship is Kabbalah Seel Machash of an Evet Poshet, right? But then the Maimore Chesidus throw you a curve. And they say there's something even more Bitteldick than an Evet. What is that? Anybody know? A soldier. A soldier. Because soldiers are trained for Mesidus Nefesh. And Evid is trained for subservience. Tell me what to do, I'll do it. But sacrifice of self? This is a chayel. So my modem say after everything has been said of all the kinds of relationships, and you distill it down to two, Avon Ben and Evid and Odin, and you put Odin uh, uh, above Avon Ben, there's something even more than that. And that's a soldier. And when Yidin left Mitzrayim, they got the name Tzivis Hashem. Not Avde Hashem. Tzivis Hashem. Avdi Hashem means they're bottled to the Yebishter. Tzivis Hashem means they're ready for Mesidus Nefesh. I can always tell you the story, which is Meirendik, that in Tafresh Mamches, 1887, the Rebbe Rashab was not yet 27 years old. 26 years old. And he was the Rebbe without admitting it of Obavitch, which had almost no chesidim at that point. Except for the Emerson Mokushodim. But that Shmini Atzeres, that Simchas Teda, they appointed the Rebbe Rashab, the Gabay of the Chavre Kadisha in Lubavitch. All the Rabbi in the Siyah Chabad were the Gabay of the Chavre Kadisha. The Ramarash passed away, his father passed away five years before. On the occasion of the fifth yard site, I'm assuming, it was decided that it was time to make the Rebbe Rashab Gabay, although the Rebbe Rashab was not to be officially Rebbe for another five years, till Mundalad. The, they had all kinds of minhogim. All these minhogim are lost. But every community had customs that were who knows how old. The custom was when they appointed a new Gabbai for the Chaber Kaddish, he had to make a Kiddush. And I believe that, I, 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 I don't know how it works, because the Stiris and the Sichas, after the Kiddush, the whole community would walk him to his house under a chuppah, with candles, like I say, it was a whole ceremony. And he had to make a Kiddush and feed the people. Now they have to Lababacha Yidin, were not Lababacha Chasidim. Lababacha Yidin were farmers. Push it to plus the hard working men and women who lived literally subsistence existences. They survived by the, the hair of their chinny chins. They were very poor people, very sincere people. That they were, they were very, very gratified and happy to have the Rebbe in their midst. And many of them made a living a whole year from the guests who came to Lubavitch to visit. But they were not Shaykhs to the Rebbe. They couldn't read the Chumash. But Ashi. So the Rebbe said, Chesidus, the Lubavitcher Yidin went over by the Maimed, not because they had a problem with Lubavitcher, they don't snag him, but they were not Shaykhs to it. They're prostitute people. 
But this was a Lubavitcher event, not a Lubavitcher Hasidic event, a Lubavitcher community event. So the whole community of Lubavitcher came. And the Rebbe Shab has a great Zog in Chasidis. The Rebbe Shab puts on a kerchief and says, So these people are thinking, oh no, the Rebbe is going to speak over our heads, we're not going to know what's flying. A Maimed, they were not trying to a Sikha, let alone a Maimed. And the Rebbe Rashab said, the Maimed, Eina Kodesh Baruch Hu Bobatronium Reyesef. The Maimed is printed. The original Maimed and the Rafidika Ben Pehei and the Mamaram Yiddish, the Maimed has children already. The Maimed is printed, a short Maimed. It probably took 20 minutes. It's about three pages, four pages. And they understood every word. Because the Rebbe Poshet said a Maimed to them. And the, the, the toichen of the maimed, and everybody knows this, I and mean, you've heard this from me so many times. The toichen of the maimed is that when a person has to put his body in hot water, who understands that the body needs to go in hot water the best? The foot or the head? The head understands, the foot has no understanding. Right? The foot doesn't understand. The head understands that you have to put your body in hot water. Who goes into the hot water first? The foot. So the Rebbe Nishma Seyden said that now is a period of Mesiris Nefesh. And in the union of Mesiris Nefesh, those Nishomists that are on the Madrega of a foot stand higher than the Nishomists that are on the Madrega of a head. Because they're ready to jump into fire faster. This is what he said in the Maimon. As soon as he finished the Maimon, he said a short Sikhr. And the Torah of the Sikh was Mamish prophetic. He said, now is beginning a new era when all the Balei Seichel, all the intellectuals, have to put their Seichel aside and they cannot follow reason and Tam Vadas. They must serve Hashem with the Tmimus of Aish Poshut. Otherwise, their end is going to be bitter. Now, to say this in 1887 was quite prophetic. I mean, it would, it would, within a quarter century, what the Rebbe said became so obvious and true. But this is what he said. He spoke about the Milo of Poshet. He didn't say this now. When he finished this Maimon and this Sikhe, the Lubavitcher Yidin were so happy that the Rebbe said a Maimon Hasidus to them. And that the Rebbe said it in such a way they should understand it. And it resonated with them. It was the Ogilek. They understood that they are the feet who are prepared to go into fire better than the head. So one of them gets up and the feet of Kebbe says by name who it was. The feet of Kebbe was there. And he says, Gavai is an great of Mesiris Nefesh. The Rebbe Rashab was made the Gavai. The Rebbe Gedisha, Gavai, ready for Mesiris Nefesh. Tell us what to do. So the Rebbe Rashab told them what to do. And the feet of Kebbe says, what the Rebbe Rashab told that morning lasted till World War One, 25 years. Everybody should go up to talk. He should come to show, and at least he should say a yoyim tilim. And if you could, you should learn say the tilim, the whole tilim every day. He's a mamish pasha and they should go to a shir of enyankev and get the shachonorach. He says the hesedus from that shpinatzeres lasted a quarter century in a whole community of yidin. Mesiras nefesh. What does mesiras nefesh jump off a building? Mesiras nefesh means get up for a tog and go serve the ebishter. He's talking to farmers. Farmers are very hard-working people. <laughs> Mamish. And get up in the morning before you do your work and come to the Eibishter and be a Yid. And it, this was the, the story. That's Tzivas Hashem. Tzivas Hashem is much more than Kabbalah Sale. You see, right there. 
The connection is when Yidn are not affected adversely by the darkness and falsehood of the world. Moreover, the transformed into Kedusha says it's Kabbalah sale. But Tzivas Hashem is more than Kabbalah sale. Tzivas Hashem is also Mesiris Nefesh. This is why they call Tzivas Hashem. And Tate now, Tzivas is Loshon Chayal. It means like a soldier. And the Rebbe says, When Yidin left Egypt, they acquired the name Tzivas Hashem. Why? Why did Yidin get the Toya Tzivas Hashem? When they left Egypt. Now I want to tell you like this. In Teda, Eid in Pasha's boy, he says, you know where we got the name Tzivas Hashem of Egypt? Because we were in the Shamas of Atzilus. And the Shamas of Atzilus are tough of Shem Avaya. But that's not what it says here. Here it says, you know why we call Tzivas Hashem? Ki Aveda Begolos Mitzrayim. Yidin came from Mitzrayim. The Aldeir of Zebechol Goliaths, as well as all subsequent Goliaths. The Chol HaMalchis Nikru Hashem Mitzrayim. All exiles carry the name Mitzrayim. They make it difficult for Yidin. They make it difficult for Yiddishkeit and for Yidin. They survived Egypt, not only with Kabbalah sale, but where it was necessary even with Mesiris Nefesh. And because Yidin reacted to the darkness and to the lies, not with saying, pity me and save me, but but not being misspoiled from it all, he near the Cholbene Yisrael Hoya Eir Bimeshveisam. While still in Golas, there was a lichtikait, and it's not the pshat. While still in Golas, they had a quasi lichtikait. They had a lesser lichtikait than lichtikait in Golas. No, when they were still in Golas, they had the lichtikait that comes from transforming Golas into Giyula. Gam keshin utzayim b'chayich agolas adai. When they're still in Golas. And not only was the light pervading the Golos in the place where they were, any place a Jew went, see the Hadrebe Taiches, Makas Cheshach, Yidin went around looking for artifacts, and it was in the middle of darkness, and wherever Yidin went, there was light. Says the Rebbe, this is not Stamazayanes, that the Goyim have darkness, Yidin have light. No! The Goyim have darkness, and to a Yid, the Goy's darkness is light. How does a Goy's darkness become to a Yid light? Because he's a soldier. The light went in. He's going on in the barrels, and in the treasure chests, and in the, in the, in the, uh, in the hidden treasures. This led to, of course, Redeeming Egypt from all of its wealth. Birur to clarify and to elevate all the sparks that were in Egypt. And what's the pshat? That because Yidin survived Mitzrayim with a bitl and a Kabbalah sale, they saw the light of the darkness that they defied with a bitl and Kabbalah sale while still in Mitzrayim. And that's how they became rich. It was the wealth of Mitzrayim, it was the elevation of the darkness of Mitzrayim. That was their wealth. Then the Rebbe says, Then they came to the Yamsuf. Then by the Yamsuf, the wealth that they acquired was even more. So the Rebbe says, What this means is as follows. Yeah, let's go back to the beginning of the story. Remember Basi Lagani? Yeah. When the Abish was here originally, 
he left the darkness alone completely, correct? When we come back, we have no choice but to deal with the darkness because the sediments have risen up. Thoughts to tumult, yes. Eden lived Egypt by dealing with the schmutz. But there was a certain element of schmutz which is so dark that Yidin couldn't deal with. This they left behind. So Pare brought it to them on a silver platter. So the Rebbe Vaiti. Oison on those sparks, shall that they themselves couldn't elevate. Parenthesis. They were the darkest of sparks. Even more, the light which was able to find the godliness in the darkness of Mitzrayim was still only finding the light in the darkness of Mitzrayim which had some redeeming fact. But the darkness of Mitzrayim itself, Yidin couldn't elevate. So the Rebbe Padre so he chases after the Jewish people. He says, wait, there were sparks that are so deep, you cannot even identify, you forgot them, take them along with you. means, Hashem is coming back. Coming back, not on his own like the first time, but through Avedis Yisro. Specifically calls Avedis HaTshuva. Transforming darkness into light. And Yidin, who are the ones who accomplished this, are therefore called Tzivas Hashem. You achieve this with Kabbalah Sail, but moreover also with Dina Mesiris Nefesh. Vezel, three lines from the bottom of the page, Mashi Yisrael, Be'etziyasem, Mesayim, Nekayim, B'Shem, Tzivas Avayit. We're called Tzivas Hashem. And the Rebbe goes into Shtikol Kabbalah, that Tzivas Hashem is really a name of the Ebishter, but only in Tanakh, in Chumash, Tzivas Hashem is not the name of the Ebishter, it means Pashat soldiers. Turn over your page, please, page I am Beis. So it says, second line from the top of the page, Habitul Vakabola Seil. Now the Rebbe now stops using the Lashem and Sidis Nefesh, and I, with my chutzpah, added it. The Kabola Seil, Tzivas, Lahavaya Shalamayla Mayateva. Because we were tzivis, we had Kabbalah cell, we had Mesiris Nefesh for Shema Vaya. And Shema Vaya is higher than nature. Ayede is a bitter of hell, or there ought to be a clarity and an upliftedness. They call on it all the sparks that were in Egypt, which is the most abominable place on the world. Even those sparks that are altogether hidden. And he explains. Concealment comes from the Abish's name Elikim. And although Elikim is the name of the Abish, nevertheless, Elikim, Mikomokim, I'm seven lines, eight lines, top of the page, Mikomokim, Musheirish, or Makedaliteva. Elikim may be God's name, but its role is to be the source of nature. In other words, Vumashaheira, Eliki, Babaribi, Tsuntumim, Alamaz, Vestadim, Begesed, how Godless should become concealed and hidden, which is what the word Teva connotes. Four lines from the end of the paragraph, page I am base, yes? Through the Aved of Tzivas Hashem, which is the bitl of Kabbalah Seil, you're able to redeem these sparks and reveal the Ebishter even in this world. Okay? Are we so far so good that they say in English? Yeah? Huh? Do I have to put on my glasses? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <coughs> now, but all of this is a review. This is not. This all a review. In other words, everything we learned so far is not chapter 14, which is the Pedic of 1984. It's all in preliminary stuff. 
Hashem is being brought back. Avedis Hatshuva. Yidin serve Hashem with a bitl and a mesiris nefesh. And so on. And the Rebbe now moves to chapter 14. What I find curious about this Maimir is that the Rebbe skips some very important details. When the Rebbe reviews Basi Lagani, there's a certain presumption of steps. One of the details that the Rebbe usually mentions in the Basi Lagani discussion is the idea that this is a war of survival. The war to bring Mashiach is a war of survival. The Rebbe doesn't go into that at all. He doesn't talk about a war of survival. And he doesn't mention the idea of the Eitzen. The idea of giving out the treasure, he skips over that. He goes straight to the payday. In other words, Basi Lagani is Hashem saying, he set up his world to be a failure. So there should be a tshuva world, which requires Kabbalah Seil and Mesiras Nefesh to deal and transform darkness, to make it Yishkinu La'at, to make it eternal. And he immediately moves to our Prakim. He, he doesn't follow the structure of the Maimir Basi Lagani. And when I was preparing it this morning, I'm thinking to myself, does it make it easier for me or harder for me? <laughs> Am I, is it easier for me to teach with the structure or without the structure? Let me tell you what normally happens. Let me tell you how the Basi Lagani is written by the Friedrich Rebbe that the Rebbe is overlooking it. In the Friedrich Rebbe, Lagani, he goes further. He says there's an army. And the army has a king. And the king governs his army. And they fight wars. But they fight different types of wars. Some wars are calculated wars, planned wars. A calculated war and a planned war is an investment and a return. It's metachezmi. How much you're going to lose versus how much you're going to gain. You understand? But then you have a war that isn't planned. It's called the Mechemes Mitzvah. It's a war of survival. Do or die. When you have a war that's not planned and it's a war of survival, there's no considerations how much we're going to gain how much we're going to lose. Because if we lose, we lose everything. We lose our identity. So there's no Cheshbun. All of a sudden, the king becomes another king. Instead of sitting in his palace, he becomes the commander-in-chief of the army. He personally invests himself. He throws away his own life and he gives out the treasure that his ancestors preserved for all generations the war should be won so chapter 11, chapter 12 maybe even the end of chapter 11 begin if there is a king and there is a war called Muhammad's Nitzach and a war of survival where the king takes a throw, pulls out all the stops, a bee to win. And he gives out the treasure. What does the treasure mean in Ruchnias? And the Rebbe quotes the Tikkun Ezeah. The Tikkun Ezeah says, Ein Sof Lamayla Adein Ketzu Lamata Adein Tachlas. Ein Sof is high beyond an end and low beyond the purpose. And the next six prokim, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalet, Tezvov, Tezayin, Yud Zayin. Are explaining this maimer from the from the Tikkun In short words, in Mata means like this: Godliness is everywhere, and no one has any idea what it means. That's the kitzen name. Lamata means nobody can deny it. Lamayla ketz means no one has any clue what it is. That's the the maimer. The prakim, your base, your gimel, your dalit. 
and then Tzvov Tzayin Yudzayin are explaining Lamata Din Kesh Lamata Din Tafis. And the way that Rebbe explains it is the Fidiki Rebbe explains first Lamata Din Tafis, then Lamayla Din Kesh. First, the Fidiki Rebbe explains that Godliness can go so low that it can't even be lower. Then he explains it can go so high, can't even be higher. When he speaks about going so low, he says what? You can find God in the most severe evil. In the worst evil, you could find the age. In the lowest place, you can find God. This is what Lamata Adein Now, in our Maimir, the Rebbe is going to speak about the same Indian. But he doesn't give you this whole structure. He doesn't mention the king. And he doesn't mention that it's a war of survival. And he doesn't talk about treasure. And he doesn't talk about he goes straight to Klippa straight to the point in other words how does he start the Maimah he starts off the Maimah by saying you should know there's something called Cheshach and once upon a time the Eibishter was in this world but he left the Cheshach alone because once upon a time when the Eibishter in this world left Cheshach alone his presence in this world is not La'ad it's not eternal so the Abishter made a trouble, was forced to leave by his own actions, to be brought back by Yidin, and now you have his Habchach The darkness has to be addressed. And by addressing the darkness, you guarantee that it should be La'ad, Hashem's presence in this world is forever. And then the Rebbe explained to us who does this, the Tzivas Hashem, the Mitzvah Nefesh and Kabbalah Seyel, and he goes straight to Klippa. He doesn't bother with any of the form of Melchamist. Nitzachin and Amalek and Bizbaz Kola Eitzes and something. Just go straight to the point that this Choyshech is Klipa. And Yidna the Eskafim is dealing with Klipa, guaranteed that the Dira B'Tachtainim is the Eifin of La'ad. So let's begin the next paragraph and appreciate what's missing. Appreciate what's not in the Bible. The Rebbe skips all the form and he says, Hezachain, this is a Tshuva creation. It's a tshuva creation by the Abishta, so to speak, second design. He got himself thrown out. So we should bring him back. And he goes straight to the darkness. Which prokim in Basi Elagani speak about darkness? Chapter 13 and chapter 14. Chapter 13 is Tavshin Mem Gimel, which chronologically is one year before Tavshin Mem Dalit. But if you're with us, we're going to learn it next year because we're going backwards. <laughs> you can handle that, yeah? And chapter 14, which is the chapter we're learning this year. So I want you to see what I put in a box. Peidik Yud Gimel Mavur. I put it in a box and I put an arrow on either side. Peidik Yud Gimel Mavur, chapter 13. Last year's Peidik explains. That godliness is hidden and blocked and concealed even to create Klippa. Chapter 14, which is our chapter, says exactly the opposite. What is exactly the opposite? That in the darkest place you can see the revelation of the Eberstein. What is chapter 14 of Basilagani about? That even in the greatest Klippa, not the Eberstein is found. The Eberstein is evident. The Eberstein is visible. The Eberstein can be seen. And I'll tell you something interesting. I remember teaching you this, Peter. It's 10 years. As a chapter, Sofi Samagdal, yeah? And when I was teaching this Pedic, I had just recently read an article 
which I thought was very compelling, very negea lemidin. There is something called nuclear nuclear energy. Nuclear energy, for those who understand what nuclear energy means, it is based on the principle of a chain reaction. There's very, very radioactive materials. Abishta created the world from different atoms. Some atoms are more stable. Some atoms are very stable. And some atoms are very unstable. Atoms that are unstable called radioactive. And uh, the high, uh, certain uh, m- m- minerals that the Abishta created in this world are have a very, very high atomic number, and they're very, very, very unstable, very, very radioactive. And then they have a process that they call enrichment. Enrichment means they make them even more unstable. And then they trigger chemical chain reactions. If it's unstable, you can shake the atoms around, and the atoms start to move, they create energy. And if you can control it, you can produce energy. If you can't control it, you can destroy the world. (laughs) It's a difference from the whole. But there is something called spent rods. What do I mean spent rods? And the nuclear plants, when they produce energy, they use plutonium. Plutonium is a very, very, very... It's a, it's a material, it's a, it's a natural element they to create it with a very high atomic number, 120, 132 or something like that. Uh, hydrogen is number one, yeah? So 132, you understand what it means. It's a very, very massive, very dense atom. It's very, very unstable. And they use it to produce nuclear energy. Eventually, it stops producing energy. So they have to throw it away. The only problem is, radioactivity is death itself. Mamash. The whole idea of life is order. And the whole idea of radioactivity is disorder. Messing up order. So it's, it's the worst kind of poison. So they have a pra- And they live forever. They last 10,000 years. <laughs> they have to get rid of them. And they're worried about it leaking into the water. So they, they dig holes deep underneath mountains. Starting in Nevada, in the desert. And they bury these rods. And they have to worry about earthquakes. Chas v'shalom, if there's an earthquake and there's a crack in these shafts. And it leaks. So they have to monitor it. So they were monitoring this, these deep tunnels. They had dug under mountains in Nevada where they have these radioactive waste. Radioactive waste is death itself. And guess what they discovered? That there were living creatures living on the waste of nuclear reactors. Living creatures, organisms that were, <laughs> they were eating death and getting life from it. I, I, it's, it's an inc- we talk about a living planet. They, a a Matthias, the Kol is Mise, and the Ebishter created an organism that maybe never existed before. That is, that is so incredibly energetic in replenishing itself, it can eat off death and live. So now they have a new method, possibly, of disposing of nuclear waste. How? Take these bugs and let them eat it up. Now these bugs, if they get into your plumbing, will be, <laughs> I don't know what to do with it, get them into your gut. But you imagine what that means? I brought out the point that there's life in everywhere. The Abishtin is everywhere. That was my point. That's what the Rebbe says. In the lowest place of Fan Abishtin. But in Pedigud Gimel it says, in the lowest place of Fan Abishtin, but you don't see Abishtin, you see lowliness. And Pedigud Aldi says, no. Not only is the Abishtin found in the lowest place, but you can even see that this lowest place is Abishtin. You can identify the Abishtin. I read this article, it was a short little article. It's an incredible thing. It's, it's literally death itself. Radioactive waste is mamish death itself. 
they're, 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 they're microorganisms that developed, we don't like to use the word evolved, but they evolved in this environment to feed a nuclear waste. Imagine that. Unbelievable. So in other words, Pedic Yudgimel and Yudalit talk about Choshech, but Pedic Yudgimel talks about how Choshech is Machshech, the Abish that created Choshech, and Yudalit says how Choshech is Meyid. You can find in Choshech Oyer. Let's read Nachashtik Allahav in Ha'inya. Mevar Balai Lulu Pedic Yudalit. Four lines into the Pedic Shabakols of Atamachayes Kulam Ksid that even in the greatest darkness you should know Vatamachayes Kulam. The Abish that gives life to everything. Taiches the Rebbe, the Ha'oid, the Ha'chayes, that the Abish is light. And the Abish is life. Is made if in the Mshachan shines and is drawn also by Madregas Ayesatakhtainivayesashvelim, the lowest and lowliest. Of places and environments is Faran the Eibishter, and then he says, "Wherever the Eibishter goes, Gamba Mokam Achi Tachten Hu Begoloi." The Eibishter is revealed. Va'at Shav Yecheles Kolechad Ve'echad Zama Poshut Be'Yisrael Leidazet. Hashem is revealed. Everybody can know. This is one of the great ironies. Yeah, Mitadechad. You look at the universe and you say it, nobody created it. And Mitadasheni, the idea that it wasn't made by the Eibishter is the most ludicrous thing in the world. Now skip the box, because I already read that with you. And that episode, so what's the point of Pedikidala? That in the epitome of Choyshech, not only is also present the Yebishter, but that that presence is in a state of Giloy. And that's the idea that a Yid is Mahap of the Choyshech light. He makes the world see that light. The Pedik begins with the Posuk Vyatam. You give life to everything, and the Rebbe says, you, which is in second person, goes on It goes on the God that is in each creation, which is so revealed that aim of as if you could see the Abish in the creation. When we say that Godliness comes into the world in such a way that it becomes covered over, is Kayach has many taichin. Will taich kayach is energy, something physical. Says the Rebbe in the Madrig of Kayach, Hashem is hidden. Mashain came be'oyed, but when you talk about the Abishta's light as opposed to the Abishta's energy, Hamachai, which is life to the world, doesn't change and is not affected by coming into this world. In other words, when you look at this world, in as much as the presence of Hashem is at a level of koyach energy, it, it, it's, it's concealed. You don't see there's the Abish. But in as much as the presence of Hashem is in a madrig of light, oir, even in this world, the Abish that is revealed. And the Rebbe says, the Yuvan said, the Pshat in this is, based on what says in Tanya, the Indian Gimel Halashenis. There's three expressions oir, light, Chayes, life, keach, energy. Now, I, I'm mistranslating the word keach. Because keach doesn't mean energy. Keach means uh, uh, potential or a particular, a detailed form. Shakesavad Murazokin, Betanya, Gimel, Shaynes, Enuel, Gimel, Madrig. The Torah brings it in Tanya as three levels. And it's brought from the middle of the Rabbah, it's brought from the Rabbah Rashab. So, last line on the page, it says as follows. The keach, and again, I'm translating keach as energy. 
who is separate from its source, energy, physical energy does not show that it's Eibishter. It seems like physical energy. So in Kayach, you can have a denial of the Eibishter. But the light of the Eibishter, moreover, the highest life of the Eibishter, top of Ayin Gimel now, these two levels of Eid and Chayas are attached to the source. Godliness is revealed there uh, even now. In other words, in plain English, Eid is like Sevev Kalam. Chayas is like Mamalek Kalam. Kayach is like physical energy. Okay, what is the difference between Eid and Chayas? Eid means there's one light. You shine one light in ten places, each place takes from the light what it could. But the difference is, is not in the light, it's only in the translations of the light. You understand? Ten vessels take the same light in ten different ways. It's not like there's ten lights. There's ten beneficiaries of the light, each one benefiting in a different way. You follow what I'm saying here? Yeah? Chayis means an ashama. An ashama and a goof match. So it means save of kalam and one light fits all. Chayas means a malakalam, and as many goof as you have, you have to have the chayas. Kayach means the physical energy. Right? When your brain tends your hand to move, there's a physical electrical pulse sent from your brain to your hand to move. But why does the electricity work so well in your body? Because your body has an ishome. And your ishome is ruchnius. And the ishome, which is ruchnius, causes that the physical function should be perfect. Better than any man-made machine, and more long-lasting than any man-made machine, and so on and so forth. So the koyach is as efficient and as effective as it is, because behind that koyach there's chayis, and behind that chayis there's a... So you look at energy, you may not see the eibishter. But when you look at life, and especially when you look at light, says the rabbi, even in this world, eibishter is revealed. That's the word, the pedic yudal. So we're saying... It doesn't change. also attached to the source. I'm not going into this detail now. I'm going to let you go because the shir, which has been a very good shir, has been going too long. I will see what happens on Thursday. Thursday we'll learn the second half of the moment. Let me just advertise. This was the easy shir. The hardship is the next one.